that's not like it, Austria. After last week's damn squib of a stunning Grand Prix, the Austrian Grand Prix is back at the Red Bull Ring and it was much, much better than last week. A thoroughly enjoyable race and to cover it all this week, I'm joined once again by Nick and by Tom. Welcome. Uh, good evening. Yeah, hello there. Or morning, depending when you're listening to this. Yes, that's the beauty of podcasting, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> hello, listeners, at whatever time zone or time you're at. Especially to those in America. Yes, our uh, listener in Alabama. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, uh, Red Bull Ring for the second week in a row. Much, much better race. A bit more going on than last week. And the Mercedes comeback didn't really happen, I guess we'd say. No. Um, they thought they made an impact. Uh, I didn't see it, but they're adamant they improved. Um, I'm not sure what they're looking at because the pace didn't seem to be there, but they seem to think so that it came back. Did you enjoy the race? Yeah, very much so actually. It was. Uh, yeah, it was. In- it was good. Yeah, very entertaining. Much better than the Styrian Grand Prix. Can we just have Austrian Grand Prix from now on? Yes. It's, it seems to be a bit of a curse with that name, isn't it? Yeah. Well, hopefully next year, you know, uh, all the COVID stuff's gone away for a bit mm-hmm. or died down enough so we don't have to do these repeat venue visits. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Wishful thinking. Fingers crossed. Uh, big bit of news got in the weekend. Lewis Hamilton signed a new two-year contract with Mercedes. Tom, you were adamant he was going to retire. Yeah, so got that one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was really surprised by that. Apparently it's a copy and paste deal as well, whatever that means. Um, yeah, so all well, okay. So Hamilton, we know he's there. He's at Mercedes. Two more years. Uh, I I've got a theory about it. Mm. See if you agree. I think he really wants this. At least one more world title. Yeah. And I thought we thought this year was going to be the slam dunk. Uh, because the rules were going to be carried across mostly, and they had to dump mm-hmm. the car last year. But now it's proving quite difficult. This is the insurance policy in case it doesn't happen this year. That's my mm. opinion. Yeah. I see what you mean. We've got one year to start the new rules with to see how it goes, and then one, hopefully, to get it all done and dusted. Hmm. Yeah. Although, if he retires without the uh, eighth title, that'll be uh, crazy. Yes. But I think the day he gets it, he's doing a Nico Rosberg of sorts. Just walking away. That. See ya. Hmm. I thought it was interesting to... that the, the news that came out of it was not Hamilton signs a new contract. It was Hamilton signs a contract. Now, who's going to be his teammate? <laughs> it was like the instant thing from it. Yeah, that's true. Well, that is very interesting. Hmm. Although Bottas did say that he was looking at other options now, which he hasn't ever said before. Yeah, I'm still saying it's Williams. Yeah, it's Williams, isn't it? It's, it's got to be if there's anyone. It'll be sweetened with a deal with some money to say, listen, we've got this investment. Jos Capito's the new manager there. It's going to be, it's all different. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got new rules. We've got the budget cap. And they'll be tempted with a promise of potential podiums. That's what I think. Yeah. You know, the order's going to be jumbled up. What do you think, Colin? I think he'll go to Williams and then be fighting for one or two points every week. So Yeah. That's the realistic approach. Yeah. But they'll, I'm sure the pitch to him will be. Now we've got all this good stuff coming. <laughs> the pitch to him will be, can you get the fuck out of our car, please? 
And we'll, we'll stick you over here for a year next to Nicholas Latifi running around at the back. Yeah. True, there'll be a Mercedes sweetener for Williams there, probably. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Other bit of news after the weekend is Australia's gone. Yeah. Breaking sadly. news from this morning. Dun, Australia dun, dun. is missing. I'm not surprised by that. I think no. we said it on a previous podcast, it wouldn't happen. Mm. So we got Lewis Hamilton contract wrong, but we did get the Australian Grand Prix cancellation correct. So I'm very <laughs> happy with that. And I think at the time we referenced the World Superbikes round being cancelled or moved. Mm. And also, it's not just the F1 that's been cancelled, it's the MotoGP no. in Australia as well. So it's uh, it's becoming a, a closed entity again. Mm. Well, it's never really opened up, right? <laughs> well, I think there's about half the country's under lockdown now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're, yeah, I'm guessing they're just not wanting to take any risks this year because they're not exactly vaccinated many people. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're well behind us in vaccines, even though the cases have been low throughout. So I'm guessing they're just not taking any risks next year and then we'll maybe be back next year. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but it, it does make sense. So Secure, if we all think, is going to be the replacement. I do hope oh, so. Oh, really? Oh, right. I hadn't read into that. No, it's just pure speculation on my part. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it would make sense, given uh, given it's a ready-made track that probably doesn't have much on it then. I may I be did. wrong. But, I um, did. We have already had Bahrain, I suppose, so it's less likely from that uh, point, yeah. isn't it? Well, we're, if we're looking at the calendar, we're in Brazil, and then we should have been in Australia, and then it'll be Saudi Arabia. Ah, so it's, yeah, it's on the way, shall we say? Yeah, so drop over flight, then that might might work out. I did see that there's several options to replace it, which says to me, oh my word, this has happened a bit last minute, what are we going to do next? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's how you spin it. (laughs) Oh, there's all sorts we can do. (laughs) Yeah. We've got tracks just sitting in our sleeve waiting to get pulled out. What else could they do, though, other than secure? Yeah, I was trying to think of that. Because we had so many tracks last year that came on, and I can't even remember what they were now. Mugello, Nürburgring. Ah, Mugello, that's the other one I was trying to remember. Uh, the Nürburgring in November would be fun. Oh, oh yes. that would be a, it would literally be a snow event. Yeah. Do they do studied <laughs> tyres? Front wing is oh. just a snowplough. Yeah. Pirelli does do the WRC tyres, so just get some of those studded ones. <laughs> there we go, job done. Um, yeah, does it, it doesn't necessarily have to be in that date slot, does it, in a way? As long as they do another mm. race to sell to, to pay TV. So Yeah, the, it's, it's a pretty tight run uh, setting half of the season. Is you'd it? In, you'd need to slot something in. Uh, but, well, after Hungary, it's a break, isn't it? So you mm. can't slot anything in there. That's an enforced shutdown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be tough to move it, I think. We're, we're assuming that Brazil's going to go ahead as well, right? Yeah, and Japan's under threat as well. They're not going to take a decision on that until after the Olympics. Mm. So, mm. seeing how the Olympics go, and then they'll decide whether the Grand Prix happens or not. I wouldn't want to be Stefano Domenicali at the minute, because there's a lot of huge decisions to make. There's every chance we'll end up with 20 races instead of 23. Which, by the way, I'm fine with. Yeah. I like, I love F1. Sometimes I get a little bit of F1 fatigue. Yeah. If the championship's already been sewn up. Especially when it's at the tracks that aren't as interesting. Right. 
mentioning now every Debbie's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, right, the fact that now that's going to be great. Uh, is it? I'm convinced. <laughs> Not convinced. It could be something like two, um, yeah, two races at an earlier race in the calendar, right? So two yeah. turkeys, for example. Two Sochis. No, oh, yeah. that, that was that was in the table last year as well. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Oh, thank God. The one woke up. The calendar's pretty tight to do that actually, because I think hmm. it's Turkey the week after that anyway. But there could be two rushes, uh, you know, the week prior to that, perhaps. Oh, I don't know, actually. Right, the calendar's really packed in there. September and October. I don't know if there is even a free weekend. Oh, I think there is, yeah. After Japan. Yeah, after Italy, then after Japan. And mm. then between Sao Paulo and TBA, which was the Shuan Grand Prix, there was a gap, and then there's a there's a gap to Saudi Arabia as well, so you're only talking three possible other weekends. Right. Get Donington up to spec. That's <laughs> what's farther around there. Because that worked well before. <laughs> no, it just well we'll we'll find out, won't we? Something to talk about in the next podcast. Indeed. Mm. Whenever we find out. So that's all my news of the weekend. Any more from you guys? Well, I just wanted to mention that um, the Formula One app, which I don't think any of us have, was, uh, let's say, say, compromised just as the weekend was starting in Formula One. Uh, Pre-race, I think it was either Friday or Saturday, and people got random notifications from it. It's not really news, but I thought it was hilarious. One said something like, I should probably check my security measures. Uh, And then it just said, another one just said, foo, F, double O, or three O's. And so a lot of teams were ripping on like, oh yeah, right, our strategy for this week is foo. The keyword on the radio is going to be foo. <laughs> All this funny stuff. On a serious note, it's not ideal, is it? But no. Oh well, at least it wasn't their Twitter account, which is far more important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, the only other thing was that the after, he, after practice, sorry, they said you're not allowed to back off between turns 9 and 10. Which was then completely ignored. Oh, God, yeah. Ah. It's another case of the FIA making a ruling and forgetting it an hour and a half later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Were they referring to qualifying and practice in particular? It was after, yeah, yeah, after practice. Yeah. They said that during qualifying you're not allowed to back off. Right. In the last oh, we all know that how that went. Yeah. Yeah, well, what's going to qualifying then? Um, Q1. Ocon out. Um, <laughs> shock. Yeah. He was P17, and then you had the usual suspects. As we said, Ocon being shocking since he signed that contract. <laughs> Does he have Which... a twin brother who just isn't very good at racing that steps in every now and then? <laughs> That's a good. Been really terrible. That's the only logical explanation, I think. Three races in a row, he's been shocking yeah. since mm. he signed that deal. What one slight caveat, and I suppose we'll cover this in a bit. If for whatever reason you're slower than your teammate at one particular track, these back to backs at the same track compound the issue. So if your driving style or setup approach doesn't quite work as it sometimes might do on this particular track, you've got two weeks in a row of utter misery. 
Yeah. He's 6'10 spines Alonso, and he was losing about 6'10s in turn one. Oh, right. <laughs> like, that, that's how crap he was at sector one. He literally lost about so four, two, five, six, tens in turn mm-hmm. one. Oh, dear. It's in theory, you should be able to then look at what went wrong in the first race and that's true. adapt for the second one. But doesn't seem to be able to. No. Q2, then we had a bit of controversy. Uh, Fernando Alonso, I think, had the f- third quickest time in Q1. Yeah. And it looks like he'd be a comfortable top six, seven for the qualifying, but then gets blocked by Vettel, going in the last corner, and one of the worst blocks I've seen in a while, because yeah. there's a queue of cars slowing down between turn nine and ten, yeah. as I've just said, we shouldn't be. Um, now Vettel was also the one that blocked him, um, and he was rightly penalised with a three-place penalty. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the footage, it wasn't really him that caused the traffic jam. Yeah. Although, although I think it was right that he was punished. Mm-hmm. There was someone in front of him, right? Yeah, so he yeah. was slowing down earlier in the lap because he wasn't allowed to slow down at the end. And then Bottas decided to overtake him, go to the front of the queue, and then slow down. Mm-hmm. So there was Bottas and one other car that was summoned to the stewards, but they got let off with it. When, to be honest, I don't think they should have because they breached the rules that the FIA put out. Yeah. There was yep. a mistake on Vettel's part, and that was his team told him on the radio Alonso's coming. Oh, but I got, didn't hear that bit. Yeah, but he got confused, and then basically, as he's going around, um, there's real confusion on the team radio, and they're saying, like, oh, the, the car slowed down in front of him. So they're like, all right, go, 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 overtake him. Go, 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 just to try and get past him. He's like, oh, really? Oh, what should I do? And they're like, go, because Alonso is two, as in, like, that must be their thing, like, he's two seconds behind. Yeah. And then he blocks him, and then afterwards he straight away says, why didn't you tell me about Alonso? <laughs> yeah. So he's obviously so um, worried about the cars in front that are slowing down and um, faffing around with that and trying to miss his slot or get the, the line that um, all completely messed up. Yeah, I just don't know how you can solve it, though. I was trying to think of different ways to stop this backing up from happening. You, I guess you have set pit release times... Oh. You have mm. Mm, do you see minimum gaps that you have to leave. You have set lap times that you have to do around the lap. They already have that as well, but they just go quick at some point and then slow down at the end. Yeah, so it doesn't really work, does it? What does the British touring cars do? If you're on a flying lap, you have to have your headlights on. And then if you <laughs> see someone with the headlights on, you've got to move out of the way. So there we go. Stick some headlights on the Formula 1 cars. Job done. I wonder if it would help or not if you just said... You're not allowed to overtake on an outlap. Because that well, would stop the people jumping the queue, as they keep saying. Mm. Would that cause a kerfuffle in pit lane? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it's not ideal. The, the closing speed no. between Alonso and Vettel there was like. Yeah, there was a scary. moment where it's like. It just looks like it's going to drive into him. Yeah. To make a point, you could just not slow down. Yeah. If you hit him, you can just be like, well, it was his fault. But you don't want to cause... Um, no. You don't want to hurt yourself, but you don't want to cause a bill for your team, do you? Yeah, that's pretty much all that happened in Q2, wasn't it? Apart from... Yeah. Uh, Giovinazzi was 15th. And Danny Ricardo was 13th, same as last week. Two Ferraris missed out, pretty much the same as last week. And then was... George Russell yeah. managed to get into Q3. On mediums. On mediums. What's happening in the world? Yeah. 
Yeah. Did it get through in P10? It did, I think. I think, think so, yes. yes. About uh, 0 0.01 of a second ahead yeah. of signs. Mm -hmm. Stunning effort. I would have thought Ferraris would have been further up there. And Ricardo has just, yeah, like you say, repeated last week. It just seems to be out of sorts in qualifying around this circuit compared to his teammate. Yeah, because he, he had a good race. Yeah. Which we'll come to, but... Yeah. I know Ferrari were disappointed to be where they were, but they said their priority was to not start on the soft tyres. It didn't matter if they didn't right. hit the top ten. Because they needed the softs and there was no point starting the race on them. Mm -hmm. Well, as we'll cover later, that seemed to work out more for them as well. Mm -hmm. Still, fair play, George. Yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant. And it didn't stop there from him. He no. qualified nine. Yeah. P nine. Yeah. So also be on the mediums. Strong. What? What's going on in this world? Yeah. Which turned I, uh, into P eight as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I, t I tweeted her. It's your friend Jambo. Someone go and check on him, please. <laughs> yeah. I did see <laughs> that. Uh, uh, Williams in a Q three is utter madness for him. Um, I was surprised that both Aston Martins made it through. To be honest. Yeah, we really think much of them. Well, they um, didn't. Did they not do very well last week? Did Vettel uh, done pretty decent, I think, on his strategy, didn't they? they did oh, I mean, in qualifying, um, quite a lot of upgrades apparently for this race from Ooh. the last one, but they didn't seem to do much for them. Right, well, they certainly had they were quick in qualifying, um, which I was quite surprised by. Hmm. Both Alpha Tauri's got through as well. Yeah, Shinoda up there again. He's getting there. Yeah, he's definitely improving. Yeah, it's a shame we can't tell where lines are. Yes. On the track. <laughs> um, but Gasly six was a good one, mm -hmm. and then Lando Norris P two yeah. almost got pole. Very very close. At the last corner, he lost his time. He was ahead going in the last corner. Yeah, and quite a bit ahead as well, wasn't he? Yeah, and then lost. Lost a hell of a lot chunky time for Stappen mm. in there. Where do we think that came from? Uh, oof, talent. Yeah. Yeah. As he's uh, as he's uh, caught over the weekend to respond it. Oh yeah. Um, just driving brilliantly. McLaren's quick in a straight line. You've got three big straights here. Yeah. You have a bit of a toe from for Stappen. Then just mention that. Neil, most of it. I feel like he had a bit of a toe, but you never know how much that. Actually, mm. and stuff. Yeah, you need to get perfectly timed. I'm not saying they, they did it deliberately or anything because you get too close, you get dirty air, right? Mm -hmm. So, I'm skeptical as to the effect of the tour. They said it's only worth a couple of tenths, right? Okay, well, still, even even if you take two tenths off, it's still yeah, wonderful. It's still actually P2. Um, just there's also, didn't Max set his quickest lap the first run, but not the second run? So, so maybe if that's the case, um, I thought to deceive a bit if he didn't. He did. He called it an ordinary lap or something as well. I think yeah, Max he think he could have been fit quicker. Happy. Yeah, he was really annoyed after Quali. Yeah. Mm. So congratulations, you've got pole. Talk us through your lap. And it was that. Well, it wasn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Still an amazing performance from Norris, just to clarify that. Oh, yeah. Just, I'm not, yeah. 
But I did think, well, I can't believe he's that quick in qualifying and he can't do much in the race. Half the last one. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Oh, right, well. Well done, but you're going to finish fifth. Yeah. <laughs> yep, but we got ahead of both Mercedes and a Red Bull. Fourth and fifth for Hamilton and Bottas. Perez out qualifying uh, the Mercedes was interesting. Mm-hmm. Well and two, two and a bit tenths behind Max. Yeah, but did. again, maybe maybe Max did, did the ideal lap. But. Still an improvement on where he has been. Yeah. Yeah, he's been about half a second or so. So this this was very good. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to clarify that in the last race, um, the Aston Martin uh, uh, Vettel qualified in uh, God, I had it on fourteenth and Stroll tenth. So. Yeah, and Vettel had a decent race with his strategy. Yeah, didn't his yeah, qualifying so. get compromised, though, Vettel's? I can't remember what it was, but there was some reason he didn't make Q3, I think. Ah, uh, is that the case? Fair enough. I think. So it could have been hidden pace. Anyway, that was last, that was then, mm-hmm. this is now. Okay, race start. And decent start for the front two. Max manages to hold off Lando, uh, who had to go take the outside line basically so uh, Max defended quite well I think at the start Hamilton was having a charge on Perez up into turn 3 yep. but mm. couldn't make it past and then uh, a favourite Frenchman gets squeezed between Schumacher and Giovinazzi yeah. uh, Giovinazzi hits his front right wheel and breaks breaks the steering arm I think Yeah. so he, he's out immediately after three corners, or oh, two corners. It didn't seem like a big contact either, did it? But yeah. No. That's what I was going to mention there. It seemed like a light brush. Hmm. Yeah, normally, normally the wheels take that. Yeah. Quite comfortably. But yeah. yeah. Very bizarre. I also feel like Ocon could have backed out a bit of it. Yeah. Yeah, he was a bit lost for where to go. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't know what to do. Yeah. He tried about 16 different lines into that corner. <laughs> he was all over the place. Oh, he was all over the place, yeah. But to be fair, well, there wasn't many places to go, but yeah. yeah. He didn't seem decisive. No. N- and neither did Russell either, actually, into that corner on the first lap. Yeah, I didn't oh, yeah. quite see what happened to him, but he dropped back quite a bit. And I feel like that, that compromised his chance of points more than what happened later on. Yeah, I thought the same. He... He sort of went for the inside line, but he seemed hesitant to commit to it and ended up with three or four cars going around the outside. So right. he kind of boxed himself in. But, yeah, it just I don't know if it was luck of the draw or not, but he just didn't seem to make the mm. right decision there. Yeah, because he started P8, but he was out, well outside the top 10, wasn't he, after the first lap? Yeah, he went down to 12th after the first two corners, or three so corners. So five positions down. Yeah, the, the commentary I was watching thought he had a, might have had a problem, like a puncture mm. or something. It didn't. But. Yeah, because there was, before the race, there was issues with the rear of his car. Or he claimed to have issues, but they found nothing right. wrong with it. Sainz also had a pretty poor start. He lost a bunch of spots, got some yeah. free, and he was, he was starting on the hard, so it was kind of playing a long game. He thought, yeah. that the, he thought right at the start, oh no, I've made a mistake of this because they were so yeah. terrible. But the kind of it kind of came back to him later in the race. Yeah, it certainly did. But safety car, um, because of the Ocon retirement, which he decided to park on the grass, and well, 
restart you thought it was a bit close Tom from Verstappen yeah well I'd have to re-rewatch it I feel like he almost decides to go but then doesn't come around the last corner uh, and then it's kind of semi-off camera but quite a few cars start overlapping they've almost like they've yeah. started speeding up slightly and then oh no we're not going and then I'll full flashback to that Mugello's yeah. start where there's a big pile up and I thought oh this is it you know, a Haas is going to end up in a wall here if we're not careful. <laughs> uh, but then he, then he did go halfway down the pit strip, didn't he? Um, it yeah. was just... Well, it was clever because it worked out well for Max, but it was just felt a little bit clumsy. Yeah, I think Perez had to slam on the brakes because yeah. it looked like he was going... Yes. He was overlapping. Yeah, he was going past Norris and then braked. Um, but once it started, he ended up getting around outside of turn three, but got a, ran a bit wide there. Or turn one, sorry. Yeah. yeah so ran one. a bit wide out there. Off track. Yeah, we're still challenging up into turn three. And then turn four, it all goes disastrously wrong for him. Yeah. Tries to go around the outside of Lando. Lando says no. Takes his, what would probably would be the racing line. And Perez ends up in the gravel. Mm-hmm. And eventually, about 12 laps later, <laughs> yeah, Lando gets a penalty. It took its time, didn't it? Well, the stewards took their time. Yeah. I think it was about 10 laps and now we're going to look at it. And then it was like lap 20. Mm-hmm. He actually got the five-second penalty. Yeah. Which, yeah, I'll let you guys go first. Go on, Tom. On one. I know you want to do this one. I don't agree with the five-second penalty. No, me neither. But I do agree that there's um, a, a point of view the way it could be deemed quite harsh. Mm-hmm. My personal opinion is that it should be like a, a warning fucking yellow flag, like, do something else dodgy and you're going to get a penalty. And my reasoning is thus. Um, when you watch the onboard clip from Perez, which is circulating around Twitter, you can watch it from either point of view. It depends what the tweet is uh, that's attached to it mentions. If it's in yeah. favour of Perez, you seem like, oh, yeah, that could be a penalty. And if it's in favour of Norris, you go, nah, 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 come on a minute. He's just driving the, the racing line. And if it's so 50-50, I would always err on the side of trying not to do it not do a penalty and try and issue a warning and so when, when you watch it I feel like there's a mo- definite moment where I feel like it's clear what Norris is in the process of doing the trajectory of the car where it's going to end up i.e. Yeah. it's going to end up on the curb on the exit mm-hmm. by the way it's not going to go run over the curb or into the gravel yeah. you know it's still well well within the boundaries of the track um, and for me Perez takes the decision, now I'm still going to try. There's, yeah. there's a moment where it's where it's clear to me where you could back out of that if you wanted to. Because you've actually been beaten. You've, mm-hmm. you've been boxed out of the way. There is no contact. But like I say, the, no, Norris, there is actually a slight gap between Norris and Perez, I feel as well. Mm-hmm. And Norris doesn't use even all of the curb. He uses part, part of the curb. And so... That is some reasoning as to why I think five seconds was a bit harsh. The internet has exploded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is actually quite a lot of people on the Perez camp. I can see that point of view, but I don't understand that point of view. Yeah, I do understand both sides, but I don't agree that it should have been a penalty. I can understand people saying he should have left room, but it's always generally been on the out, or sorry, on the exit of a corner. The person in front can take the line they choose. Or on the inside, or the, the, he's on the racing line, yeah. right? So, are we saying here 
setting the precedent that if anyone's on the outside, you'd have to you know make sure that they go around. That's kind of what that's, Michael that's Massey what was trying to say. Weirdly, he said that there should but, have been a but, car's width left, but to me that was always on the entry to the corner in the overtaking. You have. It's like saying on a, on a well, it's not like saying at all, but it reminds me of you know when you're driving down a normal road. I we're not in Formula One, right? Because mm. neither of us are Formula One drivers. And there's there's uh, sometimes like a width restriction thing where there's like priority arrows. Yeah. And um, it's often the the priority goes to the per, the side of the road where there isn't the curb jutting out. Yeah. Now are we saying in Formula One the priority goes to the person trying to go around the outside offline? Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, to me, it was more, like, oh, I'm a kind of a bit of like, that's a weird decision for a penalty. Mm-hmm. The justification from Formula 1 made, of race control made it less clear. Yeah. And for me, it just sets a precedent now where we can watch any racing and go, oh, well, they were trying on the outside, so you've got to let them by. Yeah, that, the, that's the reasons about. that he gave didn't ring true to me. That was one. The other was that there is gravel in that corner, and if it was a tarmac runoff, he wouldn't have had a penalty. Right. But really, that shouldn't that, affect anything. Because it's still the track limits. Yeah, I'm I'm waving my mark pen around in my hand. That's how <laughs> annoyed I'm getting with this. I thought that at the time, before the justification came, mm. that ah, so in other races like Formula Three, in the same weekend, and oops, sorry, uh, I'm getting so excited. I hit my microphone stand there. Then also there were other moves at different corners, like later in the race, there's Stroll and uh, Russell, or. There was at Paul Ricard down around Double Dwat a couple of races ago where Gasly sort of forced, quote unquote, mm-hmm. Norris wide, right? But because there's asphalt runoff there, oh, no, there's not even a penalty. There's not even like a, a big thing about it, even though Norris and McLaren are complaining on the radio. Yeah. But it seemed to me that, oh, well, because there's gravel there, there's a. Why? That has got nothing to do with it. Yeah, exactly. That was a really long-winded way of agreeing with you there. <laughs> but it's, it's true. That's the beauty of podcasts, though, I think. <laughs> anyway, this is where Colin comes in and says, I disagree with both of you. No, no. I did say last week I didn't like when was it Dan Robot was pushed off Exit Druids. Yeah. Yes. Really, really badly, though. <laughs> like, properly. But off. with contact. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that one was extreme. This one, I'm leaning on the side of it shouldn't have been a penalty. Yeah. Um, I agree to an investigation and a, and a, a warning. That's my opinion. Yeah. The, the the only thing the thing I'd say is that when Max Verstappen overtook Charles Leclerc in twenty nineteen for the race win, yeah, he pushed Leclerc off the track, yeah. four wheels off, didn't leave him space, and that was okay. Yeah, at the same track. Two, I thought two, you were going to say something um, contrary then, but it's good. Yeah, I fully agree with that. I was going to mention that if you didn't. Two two years later, it's not okay. I mean, the one last year with Hamilton and Albon, I thought that was a fair penalty because Albon was, was ahead and yes. there was contact. This one, Perez made a move. It wasn't going to stick because the guy defended. Mm-hmm. Who's, whose job is it then to stop the incident? Is it the guy who's defending or is it the guy that's trying to move? Right, it should always be the person trying to move. Yeah. But now we're saying, no, it's the person that's defending as well. Yeah, so but what they're saying is if a car's at any point alongside you, you need to leave a car's width. So if, if someone sticks their nose anywhere, mm. you have to leave a yeah. car's width. So it could be, judging if we're interpreting it like they interpreted it at the weekend, okay, I've got my front wing end plate alongside your rear wheel. Let me by, please. Thanks. Yeah. You can't, You can't judge that. 
can't, you can't do that as a driver, I don't think. No, it's, it's not right. So what I think will happen is, this will never be mentioned again. They will allow, after, the next race there'll be some manoeuvre like this where it's debatable, there'll be a big stink about it. And then they'll just have to let it die. Because I, I, I do feel that it's an incorrect interpretation of the rules. And another, I, I feel like as a whole it's been a bit embarrassing. So yeah. I do think if, they'll sharpen up from now. FIA are sticking by their penalties. Yeah, say. of course they will. They'll never. No, they're not gonna... I think they have to. Yeah. Really, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. They would never change it. But I'm saying it'll be interpreted much better next time. Otherwise, if they keep going down this route, it, yeah. it discourages any form of defence. And you don't want a spot where defending is not allowed. No, it's just. I mean, the drivers sense. have already got DRS to help them anyway. Sorry. That's okay. I was thinking. Um, I think it was Alonso did a similar move later on in the race, and he knew it wasn't going to work, and he backed out of it. Yeah. 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 He tried to go around Russell there and yeah. couldn't do it, and he tried to go around Russell later and couldn't do it. So, yeah, I agree. There comes a point when you have to concede. Yes. And know that you've beaten. That that corner, it's so hard to go around the outside on an F1 cars unless you're well ahead in the braking zone. Yeah. I agree with that. Like, you have to have a clear advantage for it to make it stick. Any other time you're close, you always get run out. Yeah. And to me, Sergio should have should have known that and should have let it, should have took his nose out there. Yeah. Although I did see, according to the internet, we are completely biased and incorrect already. <laughs> Potentially. Yeah, we're completely, according to the internet, we're, we're wrong anyway. Because we have this opinion and we are British and London Norris, Norris is British. Therefore, we are wrong. Oh, which, the, which is, you know, there, the there may be bias in what we're saying. I'm not going to dispute yeah, that. Yeah, but because la- last that, week I wasn't happy about a driver being run out wide, but this week I'm okay with it. <laughs> different uh, moves, though. Yeah, last, moves, week, yeah. last week's on Dan Robottom was shocking. But there's a different move <laughs> but, later on in the race, which I'm sure we'll discuss as well. Yeah, well. Do you want to yeah, dive we'll, in we'll an accident gate now? Yeah, no, okay. yeah well, go for it if you want. Well, no, just, oh, we jumped all over. I've ruined it for Colin. But <laughs> obviously then what compounded the issue was Perez made some similar-ish moves and got also got time penalties. Ten seconds of penalties is pretty, it's pretty substantial. Yep. And I was, I was agree- in agreement with one penalty and sort of uh, about the other. So the first one is in the turn four as well, pretty much mirror image. Leclerc's tried going around outside, but on this occasion, uh, Perez and Leclerc make contact just as they're going past the apex, mm-hmm. and then Leclerc ends up off the track. Second one is in turn six, where Leclerc's tried to go around outside, which is ambitious. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a bit cheeky. Best. I mean, it's, it's kind of working for him, but... Mm. So he's on the outside with turn six. Perez gets a bit of an oversteer moment. I, I think he's running them out wide anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I guess he's a bit of an oversteer moment. And Kirk ends up in the gravel again. And so that's where Perez gets his two five-second penalties. So are you in agreement with both of those? Or do you say one? This is just me. But I think the first one is a slam dunk. There's contact. <laughs> yeah. For a start, and the car position is very different to um, Norris and Perez first time round. I feel like Leclerc has a genuine chance and opportunity, and Perez has been caught napping a bit. If, if it pushes him across too too late and with contact, so I'm fine with that one. Don't know if you agree with that, Nick. No, no, I I would agree with that 
like you say, the, the contact is the main thing. But also, yeah, yeah Leclerc was further, further yeah. in front. It was further in front. Um, second the second one. Second one. I don't think is a penalty because I think Leclerc is trying a overly ambitious move there. Yes. That's that's you. You don't get around outside there very often. Um, and I thought that was you. You were never making it around there. By the, I agree with that. But by sort of three quarters away around the corner, it, he has he has got the speed and the grip to pull it off, and then obviously press closed that gap. Yeah, th- there was no contact in that one, correct? I no. don't think so. No, and it, it it's for me. I think he only got a penalty there because he did have that oversteer, which I kind of feel I agree with you there. He's kind of. I think he's exaggerating the oversteer a bit. Just to, <laughs> oh no, I'm oversteering. <laughs> <laughs> to me, he only got that penalty because they gave uh, Norris the penalty earlier on. Yeah. If the, the, Norris the penalty wouldn't have been done out there, I don't think the Leclerc wouldn't have been would have been dished out either. The second one, sorry. No, they've, they've put the sail on the corner with the first yeah. penalty. We're now going to give a penalty every time someone yeah someone gets yeah. run out yeah. at that point. Well, one thing I was thinking with these penalties, and I don't know if anyone else noticed or agrees, but I don't know if it's just me, but Derek Warwick as a steward, whenever he He's seems awful. to be on, there's more penalties out. Oh, I've not noticed that. Yeah, as a driver steward, he's cool, not on the side of yeah. the drivers these days. He's, uh, yeah, he's quite harsh. I don't know if that's coincidence, because there are four stewards, so he doesn't have the whole say, but... Yeah, no. whenever they say Derek Warwick's in the, uh, in the box, then there seems to be lots of these little penalties going out. <laughs> uh, okay, a couple other penalties then. Uh, <laughs> Giovinazzi got one. He got five seconds for overtaking Hollands before the safety car, I think, as he was pitting. Yeah. So he got one. So Noda then got one. <laughs> he got five seconds for crossing the pit entry line. Um... But you then did again, twenty laps later, exact same thing. Yes. <laughs> Paul Paul DeResta had to ask, "Are we watching the same incident yeah. again?" <laughs> On the Sky Current round, because he does the same thing twice, yeah. and then he ends up picking up ten seconds of penalties. Um, did he just drop positions say, because of that? Hmm. I think it may have cost him a couple. Yeah. Right. If you think if you add ten seconds on his time, it pushes him mm. up one or two. But whether that was a happened or not, who knows? Uh, there's a couple of moves into turn four that I did want to highlight. As Leclerc did get past Perez on the first chance before the pit stops, mm. he did a nice cut back from outside to inside to turn four. Yeah, that was very nice. Yeah, that was Ricardo good. did a nice move around outside of Vettel in turn four, but he got it done proper. Yeah. And got past. That's how you do it. So you do it. Proved that it could be done. Mm. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, it's easy to easy to forget those in all the Ferrari of uh, yeah. the stewarding decisions. Yeah, well, Hamilton got past Norris as well. I think going around outside the four, but again, had it done well before the corner. Yes, as the penalty was being handed out as well on the screen. Yeah, Hamilton overtakes yeah. him. That's a kick in the teeth, that isn't it? Oh, you've lost the position and you've got a penalty. Yeah, yep. and then he said Lewis's brakes were on fire. Which didn't seem to lead to anything. I don't know if there was something. Odd yeah, about it. I wonder if they just glowed a lot. He was mm, just possibly, sort of saying yeah. they're on fire. 
And then Hamilton said, such a good driver, Lando. Yeah. Well, okay, I mean, fine, but it's weird. Yeah, I agree, but yeah, it's a very odd thing to say <laughs> over the radio in the middle of a race. Yeah, the, the guy's just held you up for 20 laps. It's either a sign of respect or it's a bit cheeky, but I think yeah. it was more the first. Yes, I did half. Yeah, I did half think that it was ironic. The pit stops start, um, and then Bottas gets past Lando because of that. And yeah. so they come out with, well, Verstappen's gone. <laughs> Basically, he's. See ya. See you later. Uh, and then you've got Hamilton Bottas followed by Norris. And Hamilton then picks up damage on the exit curve with turn 10. Mm-hmm. And he's reporting that he think he might need to pit again because his his tires are just gone. Yeah. Strange yeah. place to pick up damage, especially at the rear, because um, it's not a harsh curve, so it must have been a fault apart going into it. Because it wouldn't was just a... break on its own. Yeah, unless there was some kind of tap earlier in the race or something like that at the start. Mm. But you get a lot of oscillation on that curve, but no impact as such. Yeah, it seemed it seemed weird unless there were other mitigating circumstances. Mm. Yeah, so that 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 Hamilton going so slow allows Norris to catch up to the back of Bottas mm-hmm. and himself again, and it's getting a bit tight. And Bottas initially gets told not to race Hamilton, which Lando then gets told that and basically yeah. going going get them both. <laughs> uh, but Mercedes changed her mind a couple of laps later because Hamilton's done, essentially. Yeah. He's, apparent thing they said he lost 30 points of downforce in the rear mm-hmm. and it just chewed up his tyres yeah so he lets, lets Bottas past and then Lando makes an I was going to say nice move but it's not really he gets let past by Lewis yeah really into turn 6 Lewis goes yeah. into harvesting mode you can see and he pits right after so he was always going to come in mm, true Going on there too, stop. Speaks volumes of how far those guys were ahead of everybody else, I felt. That Hamilton yeah. could do an extra pit stop and have be slow for a while. Yeah. That was still good. It's amazing that Lando could keep up with them. Yeah. Yeah, to be in that area to then yeah. capitalise on this, I was going to say mistake, but we, we don't really know, right? But this technical malady is amazing driving from Lando. Yeah, he was with the Mercedes on pace, it seemed, throughout most of the race. Mm. Got within yeah. tenths. So. Mega. Bunch more penalties and warning. So, Stroll gets five seconds for speeding in the pit lane. And I think Mazepin gets a black and white flag for track limits, and then Kimmy gets the same. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> doesn't get told about it, apparently. Yeah, we don't know the facts. Yeah. It's hard to tell what he said on the radio because most of it was bleeped out. <laughs> I, I haven't heard Kimmy this incensed on the radio for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he was so agitated that maybe clouded his judgment later on in the race. Possibly. Mm. He lost his mind at the track limits warning. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> gone. He's, uh, yeah. For someone fighting for nothing most of the time, he's still an angry man. I don't oh, know if that shows he's competitive or he's just cranky and needs to go <laughs> yeah. away. Yeah. Needs a nap. One or the other. Yeah, one or the other. Uh, we get our fastest lap battle then. I think Sainz gets it. I think Perez gets it. Hamilton gets it. It's just a bunch of fastest laps. Mm. And then Verstappen pits for hard tyres on lap 60. 
and mm. then he takes the fastest lap on those and it turns out they actually had a cut on his right rear tyre so it turned oh. out to be a great decision from yeah. Red Bull which obviously they would probably wouldn't have known until they actually got the tyre off and looked at it but yeah, it went their way this week because I did think it was an odd decision to pit him I thought it was risky but obviously it turned out not to be mm. and then probably got my favourite bit of the race really was George Russell and Fernando Alonso fighting over <laughs> P10 yeah uh, which was an epic battle, really, which lasted for six or seven laps. Yeah, and the, the first attempt, I remember thinking, oh, that's well defended from George. How many more corners is he going to keep him behind? Yeah. And then after that many laps, I'm thinking, oh, he might actually be able to do this. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, uh, he is a little bit not in defending in turn yeah. four. Mm. He, does, he does move to the right when at the start of the breaking zone and come right back left again, which... He does get pulled up by the Stuarts after the race, yeah. but they don't impose a penalty on him. Yeah, they so he's investigated for it, but... Not dangerous. No. And Alonso does make a few attempts at moves. He tries to go around turn four, backs out. He tries to pull off the Leclerc in the turn six. George gives him space to be fair yeah. to him, but manages to hold the place into turn seven. Because mm-hmm. he's got the inside line, which I thought was good. Both of them giving each other space, which fair enough racing. It, it seemed very respectful racing I know there was that late move in the braking yeah. but uh, aside from that they gave each other room when needed it was different to um, yeah Perez and Leclerc let's say the uh, is... Alonso said he's taking some funky lines I love that <laughs> yes <laughs> and Alonso did say as well that he felt sad to have been the one to take the points off of Russell or the point there's a little um clip, I think it's an onboard camera from maybe a house when they're in Park Fermi hmm. uh, George gets out of his car and he looks a bit despondent, Alonso goes up and like gives him a hug or puts his arm around him or says something to him Yeah. bit of bromance going on there cause bit of yeah. Alonso's praised him a few times now yeah. um, I mean I'll, you know, I don't bemoan Alonso at all for that that's his no, job yeah, yeah. and it's a good battle I thought he set up the move that he got quite well hmm. yeah. he forced George into defending it at turn 3 and he was never actually going to make the move but he was just putting George offline got the run out done it at turn 4 and got the job done quite comfortably yeah so I thought that, that's skills that's, yeah that's class that's the one mm. person you don't want behind you trying to overtake mm-hmm. you yeah that's true and it, it, it sets him up perfectly Kimmy tried to follow through but yeah some other dodgy defending I think from Jordan that one mm. that was probably the one maybe that they was called up more than Alonso yeah. Yeah. I think maybe yeah it was a bit it was a bit harsher yeah uh, but Kimmy can't get past no it holds um, him off for more than a lap right yeah yeah 68 I think it was Alonso got past and what was 71 laps yeah it was so three laps they held Kimmy off for a free yeah um, Sainz managed to get past Ricardo in the penultimate lap to get what was I think fifth. Yeah, correct. Then was, became yeah. fourth. Oh uh, no, it was Sorry, sixth, sixth on track. Fifth. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when Perez been, got his penalty, it'd been let past by Leclerc a few laps before that. Yeah, I thought like it was shuffle. quite amusing as well that um, Perez had literally just pulled out the ten-second gap to Ricardo as science went past and then clawed it back again. But Hmm. it's less than a second 
between Saints and Perez. Oh yeah. Um, no, that was that was close. Yeah, very close. It was a uh, turned out to be a great strategy for Saints starting on the hard. Yeah. Because yeah. he was flying at the end. Nobody could keep him behind. Keeps firing contention for P three in the manufacturers, although in constructors, although Ricardo did have a good result in the end with seventh. Sort of yeah. flew under the radar for me, apart from that move on Patel. But somehow yeah. ended up there. He had a bit of a train for a while. Yeah. Uh, he kept Perez behind for a quite a good jump yeah. as well before he got back past uh, to recover. He held Leclerc off as well for quite a while. Yeah, he, he had some ambitious moves on there. Yes. Oh, yeah. That dive he made Just, as well, that was... Um, I, I don't know if, if you spotted it, but it looked like Ricardo turned out the corner ever so slightly when he saw him coming, and I think that actually was just enough to avoid contact yeah I'd agree I think Ricardo sees it coming just yeah. a little bit it was so cl- I don't even know what he was trying there <laughs> well Charles was really punchy this weekend because he almost had a repeat Elon race of his crash with Vettel last year yeah where he went off the back of him at turn three he almost does the exact same thing again I think it must be at the safety car restart mm. yeah but he, he walks up and he's about to hit him again and he just misses him and so that's to be honest, that's two weeks in a row. Charles has been, been driving a like a maniac. Yeah, to be honest. Um, so something's got to be under his bonnet. It's just overdriving. Yeah. Yeah. Then we get an attempted murder by Kevin Raikkonen <laughs> on the tail on the last lap. A what? Sorry. An attempted murder. That's it. That's it. I've got to say it once a week. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to say it in every episode. Um, yeah. That was a mad one. Yeah. So, Kimmy, I think, tried to get past George in turn four. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it. Was compromised. And then Vettel's coming up his right-hand side yep. through turn five. Gets past him, like, almost fully. And Raikkonen's just got his steering lock fixed, basically, as if he was taking that turn normally. Yeah, yeah weird. Vettel goes past him. It does not open his steering at all. <laughs> For some reason, hits Vettel and they both go flying off. Yeah. It was bizarre. So, so strange. I'm very lucky that they didn't have a bigger accident there, because I think they were both able to continue. It's kind of weird how it was like a, a really big incident, but then they didn't hit a wall or yeah. break the wings off and stuff like this. Or get well, stuck in the gravel it. either. Yeah. I don't know what was going on there. To me, it was like... Didn't Kimmy say something like, what was that on the radio? And I was like, yeah, exactly. What yeah. What, were, what was that? <laughs> yeah. It was just, uh, to me, it seems like last slap, Kimmy's peed off. He's not really concentrating. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just hit him. He's already gone home. Yeah, pretty much. But he does pick up a 20-second penalty for that and two Ooh. penalty points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vettel uh, didn't get anything for it. So nah. he didn't do anything wrong. He was literally taking yeah. the proper way. He didn't. Open up the steering and drift out no. wider, and no, no, squeezing. No, no, no. And penalty points is something else to come to in a moment as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, well, race finishes for Verstappen first, easy, fastest lap, yeah, pole position, slam dunk, grand slam, whatever the hell they're calling it now on Sky. Yeah, uh, whatever it is, he's done it. Bottas second, which to be fair, I thought it was a decent race for him. Yeah. yeah. Um. He was on the pace in France. He wasn't real last week, but he's got a podium. And he's got a second this week. And then Lando gets his third podium in the season. 
well deserved. Yeah, Could have been second, maybe. Should have been second, yeah. Yeah, I think so. But, but three podiums and nine races for a McLaren. Yeah. That's unbelievable. That should only ever be finishing fifth if all the other cars finish. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's been exceptional this year. And last year, to be fair. Yeah. Mm. Makes Part of it makes me think, what would happen to McLaren if Sainz was still there? Yeah. Yeah. I, f- I feel like over the season, Sainz had the upper hand there a bit over Norris. Yeah, the last two. He has. Um, Lando's the last, but Lando last year started great and then fell away. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see if he can keep this up. I think he will. I think he's also as well, there's the psychology of him being clearly the lead driver now. Yeah. In yeah. my opinion. And also maybe the, the setup now or updates have helped his driving style. We'll never know, right? My, what I'm saying, my hypothesis is null and void because science is not driving that car. But yeah. It makes me think, ooh. Interesting. They did say at the start of the year that he had to put his foot down and make that team his with Daniel Ricciardo coming mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Daniel Ricciardo coming in on quarterly about eighteen million a year. Yeah. Um, well, Lando had to put his foot down and say, "This is my team," and mm. he's done that so far. I think uh, Ricciardo's maybe only finished ahead of him once. So yeah. Is which pretty poor. Still in the points of a race. Yeah. Now we know this, we're going to tick it off. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, rest of the top 10, Gazi got 9th, Lonzo got 10th, both Ferrari's got up there. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, that's it. For me, not much to And then the stewards got busy again. Ah. Yes. We'd like to see. 11 drivers everyone. called to the stewards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone does come up. So 11 drivers. Got called up, I think eight for ignoring double wave yellows. Yep. Because of the Kimmy crash. Uh, George Russell got pulled up for the moving under braking. Mm-hmm. What was the other two? Oh, oh. God, I can't remember now. Oh, not sure. Well, oh, I might uh, be able Ra- to remember if you talk about the other things. Riken <coughs> and Vettel, obviously. Oh, they right. Pulled oh, up. Yep. So that's, that's 11. So. Nobody seems to slow down for double wave yellows, but a bunch of drivers seem to get off with it. Basically, if you finish in the points, you get off with it. It's kind of what happened. Mm, seems that way. Yeah. Mazepin got a penalty for that? Yes, the Latifi and Kimi, wasn't it? They got penalty. Yeah, Latifi, I was going to yeah. say Latifi. Definitely. Ah, yeah, yeah. So a 30-second penalty and three points for both Latifi and Mazepin. Mm. And Kimi got 20 seconds and two points. I mean, I didn't see them flying through the yellow flag zone, so I can't come in. No. But if they did, then fine. So it was Perez, Sainz, Leclerc, Giovinazzi, Ricardo, and Gasly were the guys that got off of it. Hmm. It does seem like you say, if you finish in the points, it's fine. But Oh, well. We don't know. It could just be that they were flagged, and then actually all did lift off. And these other guys at the back were just like, nah, flat out. Hmm. Latifi probably had a, a team radio saying, right, push as hard as you can now. Yeah. With double wave yellows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good yeah. faster flag. He gets told to turn right into a left hand turn and he'd follow suit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, penalty points you mentioned. That's... Yeah, it's, it's mostly the ones for Lando, which obviously mm. is the bias kicking in again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so biased. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I just don't feel that's worthy of two penalty points. 
No way. I mean, not only is it not worthy of five seconds, two penalty points. Is he close to the max points now? He's on he's 10, 10 out of 12, although apparently he, I think he actually loses two of those points before the next race. Because oh, right. Well, in that case, fine. Yeah. Um, but then he doesn't lose any more till near the end of the season. So, But Mazepin has mm. five penalty points from his nine races. <laughs> when you... When you look at Lando Norris's driving this year, you would, I, to me, I wouldn't say he's ever done anything dangerous. No. Or well, stupid. He, he got, I think, three points for the red flag against in Azerbaijan, where he was half in the pit lane, half off, and they kept going. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. And then the other ones. Did you say same Azerbaijan there? No? Azerbaijan? No, okay, fine. Thought you, said, I thought you called it St. Azerbaijan. Edit that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Sergio Perez got four points in this race as well. He got two for each Leclerc incident. Ah, yes. Which I think, yeah. I think was harsh as well because I don't think the second one was a penalty. No, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't understand, like, for me, sorry, Nick. Hang on. If you give a race in race penalty, What I'm trying to say here, help me out. <laughs> no, I'm trying to say that maybe only get penalty points if it's like a, a, a if caused an accident or a serious incident, yeah, that's what or I think. a safety car. Yeah, it's weren't they brought in after the Grosjean incident, yes, way back when, yeah, but that was a proper dangerous that, that's yeah. worthy of it, yeah. Norris allegedly, maybe or maybe not, forcing Perez off. <laughs> doesn't warrant uh, potentials. What do you get from each each point? If, is if it it's a, twelve. A it's a one race ban. Yeah, it's not driving like Anthony Reid. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm looking for the penalty points now. And Kimi Raikkonen picked up one at the Hungarian Grand Prix last year for being out of position at the start. Yeah, yeah. That was but, that was a weird one, though. But a penalty point for that, which could get your race ban. True. I mean, come on. Yeah, uh, I think it needs to look to. I think it was in the last podcast, Tom. You said something about um, having like a lower class of penalty points. Yeah, and I think some sort of warning. Yeah, but I think that's what what should be applied here. That kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. So I think that was me hitting my table, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Colin thought it was his dog. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just um, oh, we don't know what we're talking about, really, do we? But to me, there's. Um, there needs to be some sort of warning thing before in race penalties and the similar sort of thing for uh, penalty points on a licence. Yeah. Basically, it all comes back to British time cars, doesn't it? True. It does. It does. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see going forward how they apply the, the leaving one car space because I can pick out another few incidents where they didn't do it. Oh, I mean, yes. Charles Leclerc at Monza and Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Didn't leave a car space, got away with it because he was leading a race at Italy, yep. driving yeah. a Ferrari. Uh, Max Verstappen got away with it because he was driving a Red Bull at the Red Bull ring. I mean, come on. With, uh, so maybe he gets away with it the next race at Silverstone. Yeah. 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 All the British drivers should just drive like complete knobs <laughs> and not get away with it. It's just, I don't know, I just. I just don't think they're consistent enough. No. Fair enough. And it's going to be hard to tell at Silverstone because um, there's not that many close gravel traps again to the, the track. That, that winds me up, man. The fact that it's a gravel yeah. trap or grass or whatever should, doesn't affect the driving. No, no. exactly. 
If you're a driver and you know there's a gravel track there, you need to drive accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. If you know there's a runoff there, like the the, the end is stole, then mm-hmm. everyone just drives off it. Yeah. So, if there's a gravel trap, you need to be more cautious. That's, that seems to be what yeah. I think you should do. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, we've ended up here again. <laughs> At the end of all that, Max Verstappen's won the Drivers' Championship, so well done. Him, <laughs> I did see you tweeted that. He's, uh, he's 32 points ahead. Come on, the Hamilton fight back starts here. Well, Mercedes have got upgrades coming to Silverstone, which wow. they're optimistic about. And they think. Yeah, but they're not going to be pessimistic, are they? Well, no. Lewis is. <laughs> Lewis is. Oh, yeah, Lewis is giving up. Yeah, he much. said it won't be enough. <laughs> Before well, even having them but, on the car. <laughs> yeah, but Toto's adamant they'll do something. Um, like, uh, there's potentially 14 races left, or probably closer to 10 races yeah. left. Everyone <laughs> we said at the start. Still plenty of time for Hamlet to come back, but if Mercedes aren't going to develop that car further than what they've already planned, I don't see it turning. No, on a normal season, we might see something, but because of this whole new rule change and it being delayed by a year, it's not going to change the order very much. No, that's true. I think we're kind of locked in. It's just going to be track-specific now. Yeah, the, mm. there'll be the track-specific freaky result. Mm-hmm. Which I always look forward to. Oh, yeah. When Ocon wins the Dutch Grand Prix, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, well, when we did a review show last year, I think I said that Lando Norris would win a race, or McLaren would win a race this year, and I think. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to stick to that now. Ooh, yeah. A winner And race. I'm thinking something like the Dutch Grand Prix, something a bit different, something a bit mad, <laughs> that someone else will pick up a win there. Come on. Well, it's hard to look past Max. But you're yeah. right, it's a weird track, right? Yeah, All it so takes is a balked qualifying from someone and I don't think you'll be able to overtake that. It's so narrow and so well, so many different mm. banks that yeah. a freaky result, I think, is inevitable. Someone's going to end up in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, that's a fair point. There could be just lots of safety car weirdness. Mm. Yeah. Maybe everybody gets punctures after 10 laps because of the banking. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of the, uh, uh, the Dutch fans as well, I think that made a huge difference in Austria. To the atmosphere. Oh, yes, I was—I forgot to mention that earlier. You could hear about the race start yeah. when Max got the lead, and I thought, mm. "Wow, that's amazing!" And the, the podium as well. Um, well not the podium yeah. itself, but the interviews as well, as well. It was almost like a football crowd. Yeah. So we love the Dutch fans now. Thanks. Well, yeah, two of us do. Oh, yeah, well, actually, yeah, what am I about? We'll always be fine with it. Just call it. <laughs> no, they're fine. Yeah, they've not been here for a while, so I'll lose it. Um, yeah, fair play to them. It did, oh. did, you're right, it did make a difference. Mm. Yeah, it was just weird as well after like two years of silence or whatever, how long it's been mm. um, to uh, to really hear the crowd still. I, I love um, the fact when, when the race was. No, sorry, Guns, I'm sorry. I thought you finished. When the race was finishing, they were all letting up these smoke flares and stuff, but then you could see it. Mm. It's quite atmospheric. It was, but I, I yeah. like the fact that they didn't. I mean, they supported Max completely, but they didn't just support him. Right. It's because Lando Norris is in orange, right? <laughs> yeah, as he says. But they were very fair of all the drivers. I think they were. You know, at some tracks you sometimes get booing or a bad reaction for some mm. people, and they seem to just be genuinely supporting racing drivers 
And the uh, Nico Rosberg at the British Grand Prix. <laughs> yeah. Was it 2014? Ooh, yeah. yeah, that was bad. And yeah. Hamilton he, in Spain. He, he was genuinely upset about that. Only Hamilton in Spain. Yeah. Was there one in Italy as well? Probably. <laughs> Probably, yeah. The worst, the best one was, oh no, don't go down that route. Some V8 supercars, but, <laughs> but they, just, they did, um, they won the race and they're on the podium and the crowd's booing so bad he calls the crowd a pack of assholes. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a microphone. I, I wonder, just on the Dutch thing, Ziggo Sport did a funny little bit with Vettel. Did you see that? No. No. Uh, they're like, uh, what do you think about the crowd or something? The fans and Vettel's like, oh, the fans are amazing. There's no one in the Netherlands at the minute, so if you want to do a robbery, go now. <laughs> <laughs> Which I yeah. thought was quite funny. Ah, well, at least it won't be at the British Grand Prix to annoy me. So not all done. Which is the next race, right? Yeah, it is. But don't you want a Haas Williams update first? Oh, of course. The, the dun, most. Dun, That's dun, why I'm here. <laughs> so, George Russell is first. Congratulations. There must be a trophy for these two. End of the <laughs> yes. year. If, if, if there isn't one, we need to make one. We need to make one and post it to them. I have tinfoil. So it goes Russell, Russell, <laughs> Russell, <laughs> Schumacher, uh, Masbin, and then Latifi. Oh, Latifi is last. Yeah. What, what, are you, what are you doing, son? Come on. Does are George's we... 11th place help him? Yeah, I think his previous was 12th, wasn't it? Hmm. Yeah. What's the constructors? Williams are ahead of pass now. Now, how many points do Alfa Romeo have? Two. Right. All it takes is one George Russell good result, and they're actually going to leapfrog two. T- they're going to be ahead of two teams potentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alpha has really underperformed this year. It's yeah. because we hyped them up. Oh yes. Yeah. We thought they were back. <laughs> yeah. They've, they've nailed it. They look really good. They're um, on the podium. <laughs> and no. Uh, Shockingly bad from Alfa Romeo. Actually, that's. That's more significant than Williams starting to get in Q3. Yeah. Well, you've seen a bit of progress from Williams. Um, you're not really seeing anything from Alpha. I think no. they've had one Q3 appearance so far, and that was Giovinazzi at Monaco. Yeah. Which was a good result. Yeah. And just, you can't really say that Alpine and Aston Martin are on it every weekend as well. Oh, no. and And they're not really mixing with those. It's hard to judge if those two drivers are actually doing good because you don't. I don't know. You just there's no form guide there, is there? It's weird. We know Kimi's terrible in qualifying, yeah. but apart from that, you're yeah. not really sure what else is going on. Mm, weird. Yeah. So it leads me to think they might keep the same drivers, but there's a lot on the line for that team if they lose that sponsorship. And I've they need got to be doing better. Feeling that Kimi won't renew. Yes. I mean, why would they pay him the bucket loads of money that they're paying him for a point? Why not put Carlisle in the seat? Yeah. True. Was he driving in um, free practice? Yeah. Yep. And Guan Yu Zhou, I think, was in Fernando Alonso's Alpine. Mm-hmm. First Chinese driver to make an appearance since Mark Wing Ha, correct? Who Ooh. is a very good touring car driver. I nearly messed up their name yeah. there. I think I got it right. I forgot that he'd <laughs> actually driven. HRT, was it? Yeah. In Caterham? But only in free practice, I think. Um. Yeah, he's a world touring car race winner as well. Yeah. I'm not know what he's doing at the minute. I'm not convinced on... Um, I still don't know if it's Zhou or Zhou. Uh, Guan Yu Zhou. I think we say Zhou. But um, he, he's quick, but I'm not sure from watching him in F2 that he's got the consistent pace. He seems very hit and miss. 
Mm. He had some really good races last year. Mm. Yeah. I haven't watched much F2 this year, but last year he had some really good races and strong, and then he had other ones where he was just involved in stuff he shouldn't have been involved in. Yeah. And he looked racy, but he was sitting in 12th, and it just, yeah, you're right, up and down. Yeah. Um, Nisani was testing as well in yep. FP1, I think, for Williams, mm-hmm. was it? And he was ahead of Latifi, but don't know what practice runs were running. No. Yeah. But I thought I thought Joe done fairly decent. Really was. Yeah. No, he did um, seem to definitely. He done all right. But I'm I'm sad that I think Callum Miller should be on the grid next year. Yes. Well, there we go. Hopefully, Kimi retires. <laughs> I think he should have been this year. To be fair. Mm, I yeah, know financially, it was never going to happen. But I think he should have had the second Hass seat. Mm. Oh right, yeah. Well, that's not how the world works. No, I know that. (laughs) But a Ferrari back driver, a Ferrari powered team. Uh I also thought he should have had Giovinazzi's seat, but he's actually um, kind of proved me wrong on that one. He's done a lot better this year. Giovinazzi. Yeah. Giovinazzi. Sorry, yeah. Giovinazzi. Giovinazzi. Whereas, if I could make a prediction, because they've all been stellar so far. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Next season, as you say, Kimi will not be at Alfa Romeo, and neither will Alfa Romeo. It will be Sauber. Mm. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. I fully agree with that. There was a lot of talk about a month or so ago that it was definitely happening. It was going to be a long term thing, and Alfa Romeo are fully committed. Yeah. And I didn't really buy it at the time. No. I'm sceptical towards it as well, mm. Nick. Just because of the. The company that now owns that company. Yeah. Doesn't make sense for them. Um, they're busy putting all their money in Le Mans, which I don't know if you saw the Peugeot Le Mans car released today. I saw the article, but I haven't read it as yet. Oh, it looks amazing. <laughs> it doesn't have a rear wing, which is weird. And it won't have a rear wing. Hmm. And they've come up with some innovative solution to that. Anyway. This podcast is going on a while, and I don't want to talk about Lamont, sorry. Yeah. But, but the company that owns Alfa Romeo now, you know, the big sort of Stellantis megacorp. Yeah. That's not going to be cheap. Um, they have DS in Formula E. Um, they don't have WRC anymore. I just, I think they'll be looking at Alfa Romeo going, well, hang on a minute, you've lost all of this money over the last five years. Mm-hmm. What have you been doing? We need to cut back. A Formula One is a, a... I don't think they'll be able to say... Oh, we did Formula 1 and that got us 20,000 extra sales because you only sold four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. unless every four of those sales was accounted by F1 sponsorship, I doubt it. That's There's a serious uh, debate to be had there. I hope it's wrong. Yeah. There's also been a bit of rumours flying about, about Porsche now. They're looking at developing F1 engines from 2025 onwards. Yeah. Which I think the rumours are saying that they're going to make a decision soon where they approach... Yeah, yeah, weird that. I think that's weird. Wanted to do it, which I find bizarre. Why they would jump in now? Why? Where's all this motorsport money coming from in the Volkswagen Group? All of a sudden, Audi's doing Dakar. Um, I'm sure they'll be busy with that. And aren't they both Audi and Porsche doing the new um, WEC rules as well? And Le Mans, but they they're entering with the IMSA rules, which can be used in both. I think. Uh, I'm not sure. I know you follow that a lot more yeah. than I do. But, um... Well, oof, Doug. Uh, I'm really not an IMSA expert. I'm fairly certain that both Porsche and Audi are going to be entering the same rule sets to compete against each other in Le Mans. 
and IMSA and WEC. So that's not going to be cheap. Yeah. Audi's entering Dakar. Porsche's got a lot of GT stuff going on. But okay, if they want to do it, fine. I just find it bizarre, given the troubles Honda had getting in, why a team would take a punt mm. on a Porsche and Audi. True. Where there's three good engines available to them at the moment. Yeah, and I know the engine rules are changing, but they're not changing significantly. It looks no. like anyway. They're going to use the same basic architecture and maybe oh, right. scrap the MGU K, I think, or the H. Okay. I can't remember which one it yeah. was. No. Um, I think it's the H. And look to increase the revs, but it's still going to be the same basic package, just oh, with more electrical power. That's probably why they're interested. Yeah. But. Every time they've changed the engine rules lately, it seems to have been to get them to come in. And they just <laughs> never do. Yeah, I'm sceptical just because they're going to... Go, oh, that's twice I've said that. I'm sceptical yeah. about everything today. What? Just because <laughs> they've, so, yeah, they've got so much other mud spot involvement going on. Don't forget, this is a company that was squashed by Dieselgate and cut yes. basically everything. They shut down Volkswagen mud spot com- completely. But maybe that frees up funds to go Audi and Porsche because they mm. those brands you don't associate with that failure, even though it's the same company. Well, if they did come in, who do you think they should come in as? Should it be Porsche? Should it be Audi? Should it be Lamborghini? Should it be Volkswagen? <laughs> well, it won't be Bugatti because have you just seen they've got rid of it? Oh, have they? I didn't see that. Rematch. The little Croatian startup that does electric cars that Richard Hammond crashed one of them has now got the rights will be running Bugatti. Yes. Interesting. Um, yeah. Ooh, uh, to me, Porsche is all about sort of GT and sports cars. You know, it's got such heritage at the Nürburgring and Le Mans. Mm. It would be weird to be in Formula One. So of, of those, I suppose it would be Audi. Mm. When I see Audi, I think of... Uh, Brilliant. Yeah. yeah, true. Also, like Le Mans as well. Yeah. Oh, and they're, and they're doing the Dakar stuff. So, okay, yeah. I'll change Lamborghini. my mind. Lamborghini. 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 Lambo has That'd the F1 heritage, I suppose. Not that they did much, yeah, was but it? they've been involved before. They can link those ties together with some fancy marketing deck, I'm sure. Yeah, because there was a Lamborghini <laughs> engine, wasn't there, that then. Yeah, there was. I think didn't actually end up being a Lamborghini engine. Didn't they rebadge someone else's in the end? It was something like this, but I'm not sure on that one, sorry. Yeah, I seem to remember reading something about it. It's a weird company because you think sports cars and supercars, they don't actually have that much racing heritage. No. You know, Ferrari's all about that. So it would it would help them. Yeah. What's the future in hypercars and supercars if they can't be internal combustion? That's a weird thing. Yeah. Anyway. But that's another time. That's for another time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so what's next? British Grand Prix and two weeks time. Yeah. And uh, before that, it's coming home. So that's good. <laughs> Have you got your uh, final corner banner ready? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one of those big flags that just people put in their backpacks that yep. go like twenty meters in the air at festivals. That'll do. Just walking about with those all, all weekend. Yeah. You got some stickers. You got a business card. <laughs> I, I, you did. You did get press access, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I've bluffed myself into press access at different events before. <laughs> Somehow I think the British Grand Prix will yeah. be a bit stricter yeah. than the Eurogamer Expo and things like that. <laughs> Where 
you, you do a podcast five years ago, stick it on their website, and they give you a press pass. Mm-hmm. So, um, I've got a few on the F1 will be a bit tighter oh. than that. But you never know, one day. Yeah. Well, we're, well, we're aiming for 2022 on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and good news, it's on Channel 4 then as well. Yes. Ah, yes. I might have to try it. Yeah, I recommend it. I do recommend it. Watch it. This be about who will be commentator? Do... It'll be Alex. Is Jakes, he Jacks back in time for that? He came back this week. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He did. He didn't do the steering, but he did the Austrian. Ah. And David Coulthard, I quite like. They're, uh, listen, they make errors and stuff, but yeah. they're quite accepting to it and they apologise. It's only because uh, Ben Edwards still did the W series. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I would just. <sighs> Well, we'll see then. But, uh, I think it's not going to be Ben Edwards. No, apparently Ben Edwards was doing it from the UK while David Coulthard was at the track. Ah, uh, maybe that's how Alex Jakes was doing as well. Yeah, which I oh. thought was quite interesting, the fact that if I hadn't been told that, you wouldn't know it. You definitely couldn't no. tell. So, that was very clever. Yeah, so, who's going to win? So, yeah, watch it on Channel 4 and uh, Max Verstappen. Uh, Lewis Hamilton's going to win, in my prediction. <laughs> what did you say, Colin? Sorry. Vice for Sam and one. Yeah. You asked the question, Nick, but I... I've got no idea as it goes, because it's a very different track. That's the wrong answer. You're going to have to give a prediction. Oh, can I change mine? <laughs> Go for it. I'm going Bottas. Ooh. Fine, fun. Well, given how my yeah. predictions don't seem to work, <laughs> then, yeah. Perez for a win. George Russell to get points. No, no, George Russell to be terrible and not do anything, <laughs> and then maybe this will actually work and he'll get points. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you don't want Perez to win? Yes. What do we want to happen? I want to say the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Nikita Mazepin will not spin in front of me. <laughs> will not kick gravel up towards you. No. I will not have my camera ready at that point. Final corner podcast host injured by Nikita <laughs> Mazepin gravel. Yeah. Uh, so I'm at store for the race the, ne- the nice. other days. Of, I think it's just a free-for-all. That should be a good spot. But cool. I'll, I'll be at store for the race, which hopefully they'll be overtaken. Fingers crossed. If yeah. not, it's just the sight and the sound yeah. and being there, isn't it? It's a privileged position, so I'm glad well, you've got tickets and well, have a good time. The sprint race is going to be interesting. I don't know where to watch that from because I've no idea what's going to happen. Are mm. people going to be driving like maniacs or is everyone going to be quite safe and yeah. conservative? There's going to be a crash and all of it's going to be under safety cap. Yeah. <laughs> the full 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm very excited to see what happens with it, but I'm still very dubious about what's going to... or how yeah, it's going to so, I mean, the main thing is I don't have time in my weekend to watch that much Formula 1, I don't think, but I'll, I'll, I'll try it for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh. it's... It's going to be like Ferrari are terrible in qualifying at the moment, but they have great races, so yeah. they've got a chance to reverse what they were doing. And so, it's, Do they? well, well, George Russell thinks it's going to hurt them badly because yeah, they're true. great in one yeah, lap yeah. and terrible in anything else. So, I don't know. Well, I'm waiting to. See, I'm excited to see it. I'm open minded, although I'm not really. I wanted to go back to normal, but yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm somewhat over open minded. Yeah, I'm still not sure. Okay, so British Grand Prix in two weeks' time. We'll be back to review the action from then. I'm going to have to record Channel 4, and I'm excited to watch Channel 4. Go Team Channel 4. Go Team Channel 4. Mm. Yeah. If you're worse than Sky, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> don't, don't, don't watch it for the pre- and post-race punditry. 
but the race itself, mm. lap it up. Lap it up. Okay, so we're back two weeks. Thanks again for joining me, Tom and Nick. No worries. Oh, all good. Enjoyed that. And we'll, yep, we'll be back after the British Grand Prix where Max Verstappen will win. And that'll be that. And the championship will be over and 140,000 British fans will go home sad. <laughs> now you're the sceptical one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll probably put my British hat on there and it's going to be bloody awful <laughs> and uh, if England win the Euros I think even a week later they'll stop us saying it's coming home so. <laughs> oh yeah nice I'll see you there that'll be a sore one so we'll see you then nice I'm off to learn the lyrics to the John Barnes rap <laughs> <laughs> you know that I'm going to ask you now to sing that on the next podcast <laughs> <laughs> we're finished right this doesn't count <laughs> <laughs> John Barnes, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do that for you. <laughs> <laughs>